Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These are the Keishi Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. All right, we're back. It's time for another edition of the Casey Tapes, uh, episode number 19. I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLUman and on Instagram at Johnny Hewlett. Favaz, you can follow me at Casey Guy, Twitter and Instagram. And today is a Favaz interview. And today is an interview that features, features two people at one time. The most, the harder d- interviews to do because... You know, it's they hard. Are. Yeah, it's just you get too many people talking sometimes. <laughs> people talking over each other, and you got to try to moderate that, and it's not easy. And it's Sammy Hagar and Alex Van Halen. So you got one guy that just absolutely talks his <laughs> ass off, which is Sammy. And Alex, uh, I mean, he likes to talk too, but, um, you know, those two together was a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. It is a big deal. What was the time frame on this? Okay, this was actually recorded on July 25th, 2004. So almost. 15 years ago. Uh, It was recorded in Oklahoma City. Have you ever been to Oklahoma City before? I have been through it, yes. Well, I I was there for a night, and um, uh, I was sent there. uh, I could bring a friend. I brought my buddy Mark, and we went to see a Van Halen show on the promoter, Joe Litvag, and um, he wanted us to, he wanted me to see the show so I would talk about it more. So I would talk about it and pump up the St. Louis shows, which weren't selling all that great. And yeah, I isn't think, that weird to think that? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think they had anything new, Van Halen, yeah. at the time. This was the, uh, maybe they did, uh, or the, a few songs or whatever, but this was the reunion with Sammy. And Michael Anthony on the road. And so, he, he, you know, he wanted me to go down there and be excited about the show. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was excited about it anyway. But I guess, you know, to go to another city and to see it and, yeah. you know, set yeah. up the interview with Sammy and Alex, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, you see a show in advance. You know what's coming. You can kind yes. of uh, sell it to the audience in, in advance uh, here in St. Louis. And um, it makes perfect sense why they would want you to go do that, especially, like you said, a tour that was starting to... Uh, show some age to it or kind of get the, some uh, some uh, a little crispy around the edges. So they, yeah. they needed to spark it up a little bit. And they, and they but did. Because I, re- I remember that slump kind of. Van Halen was starting to yeah. lose its momentum with Sammy. Yes. And, uh, you know, the I think they were doing two shows in St. Louis. And the one that I went to, I remember seeing Empty Seats. Um, I, and that was the first night. And the second night, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how it sold. But, uh, you know, you could see why. And, and it was at a time when uh, Eddie Van Halen was really drinking a lot. Uh, and, in fact, this, this night of this interview was written about in Sammy Hagar's autobiography. Mm, because okay. they almost got in a fight after the show because they hated one another, Sammy and Eddie. Will we be able to tell that in this interview? No. no. I, I, well, I don't okay. know. Um, you know, Eddie wasn't involved. The <laughs> So I have to tell you, so we get there. We get there really early in the day. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're at their version of, you know, the Enterprise Center. 
And uh, so the band comes in. So Sammy sees me. You know, I'm, I'm in the hallway. And uh, Sammy and Michael Anthony see me. Favaz! You know, and they're hugging me and everything. I didn't really know Alex. I didn't know Alex Van Halen, so he, you know, doesn't say anything. Eddie Van Halen is on a scooter mm. with uh, one of those scooters that have the... Uh, the handlebars that come up and, you know, you push with one foot. Yeah. And he had a wine bottle in one hand. <laughs> and he had his other hand on the scooter. And he was coming down, you know, the um, the the gangway there in the uh, in the um, in the venue and almost ran over my foot. Oh, you're kidding I me. I mean, like, I had to jump, jump back. Was he drunk? Oh, well, if I had to guess, I would say yes. He was yeah, but, at 3 o'clock not, in the afternoon. But yeah. not so drunk that he couldn't be on a scooter, because you got to have a little balance involved there, right? True, true. Uh, but at the same time, he's Eddie Van Halen. So yeah. <laughs> whether he had balance or not, I, I don't think he really cared, yeah. you know? And uh, it was it was kind of crazy. Um, Where was he coming from? They, they were they just got dropped off at oh. the venue. So, oh. you know, they, they don't all walk down together. You know, I mean, Sammy and Michael were, you know, because they, they're good buddies and stuff like that. And I don't remember if Alex, you know, came by himself. But I mean, I, I definitely know that Eddie and he had his son Wolfgang there. And Wolf Wolf was only, you know, probably, gosh, this was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was probably only nine or 10 oh, really? at yeah. the time. Yeah. And so Eddie was just kind of out of control. But I do have an even better story before I had to do this interview. So I'm waiting in one of the dressing rooms. The manager comes up to me and he goes, would you mind changing shirts to keep world peace? That was his direct quote. Did I ever tell you the story? No. <laughs> so what were you I was wearing? Like, I was wearing a Cabo Wabo shirt. Oh. And a, a nice shirt, red shirt. It was like a T-shirt, you know, and, and it had the Cabo on the side and at the time I didn't really understand and I was like you want me to change shirts whom who am I going to change shirts with Joe Litvag the promoter was standing right there and he and I are roughly the same size and he goes well I'll change shirts with you and I was like okay um to keep world peace whatever yeah change shirts and I I wore Joe's shirt during the interview which you can't see here but I came to find out that Sam or that Alex and Eddie hate Cabo Wabo mm. because they tr- they sold their interest. They tried to get Sammy to sell his interest. He didn't. Sammy <laughs> turned was, it into <laughs> turned it into a multi million dollar thing. And I don't think he had sold it yet uh, to Campari, the 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 uh, the people that that own it now. So he hadn't made his ninety million or whatever. Yeah. But he was a multi multi millionaire because of Cabo Wabo. So you know. They, they forbid Sammy to wear anything Cabo Wabo on stage. That's why Sammy got the Cabo Wabo tattoo. Because now, you know, he can, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't hide that. Th- you know, yeah. what? Are they going to make him hide it? They're, they're not. So at the time, I had no idea to keep world peace. Yeah. And what was funny that's, was I told, funny. I told Sammy about this about four months later when I was in Cabo and he was pissed. He goes, Favaz, if I'd have known that, I would have punched whoever said that. <laughs> I was like, well, it was your manager. It was your tour manager, just to let you know. Yeah. Um, it was kind of crazy. Um, was, that's funny. Wow. And yeah, you never told me that story before. Yeah. I had to change shirts. So that was that was something different. Where, where is the tattoo on Sammy? Um, I think it's up here on his bicep. Oh, oh okay. So it's it's a place where he can cover it up. It's not like on, a, on the back of his hand when he's holding the microphone. No, 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 no. It was a big tattoo. <laughs> yeah. I think it had the uh, the lighthouse yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember it, but you know that that was the reason. Um, and we were so we did the interview, and I, I'll, I'll save the best story for last. But I'll, I'll say that Eddie treated his guitar tech like crap. 
Uh, he was really, he was drunk. Yeah. And so we were down there uh, for sound check, and we got to watch sound check, and it was amazing because the band does sound check, Sammy doesn't. So it, they were just running through the music, and he just berated his his guitar tech constantly, and he did it that night at the show too. Hmm. And um, you on, know, on, on the microphone, uh, on the microphone, well, and how you did you hear see, that? Oh, I, you could see him talking to him. Oh, I mean, it was just yeah. like obvious, and it was. It was bad, hmm. you know, but um, it was Eddie Van Halen, and you're like, oh, my God, he's playing. You know, we're, we're watching Soundcheck, and he almost ran over my foot. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool. And then, But, uh, you know, the Eddie and Al, or uh, I'm sorry, Sammy and Al, you know, gave the interview, and, and I was wearing a different shirt, and I, I kept world peace. All right. Well, here we go. Ready? Ready. All right. All right, so I'm in Oklahoma City now, and here I see Sammy Hagar. You know, it's just no, but it's funny. You know, I followed. You know, I've been in a few places and seen Sammy, like Tahoe and Cabo, of course. And, and what now the you brought up Cabo, of, you son of a bitch! You brought up Cabo. I brought Cabo. it up. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I told you at the time I didn't know. Oh, that's no, right. but I brought up Cabo. Yeah, but you knew you had to change your shirt. No, but I brought up Cabo, the place, not Cabo Wabo, not oh, the oh. tequila. Oh, oh. I brought up the location. I thought they were one of the no. same kind of no. Yeah, well, they got same the same name, name but but I, I said I have seen you in Cabo. Oh. That's the place. All right. Getting Jeez. Uh, Alex Van Halen also. So I, have- I forgive you. <laughs> Sammy and Al here, guys. Hello. How you doing, St. Louis? <laughs> how is everybody? Um. So how's it been? Uh, I know that's a proverbial question, but uh, it's uh, been about a month and a half now. What's been going on? Well, I mean, officially on tour. Man, I can feel the tension already. Uh, thinking back on it, I, I'm. it was weird because I've interviewed Sammy yeah. so many times. Right. But to have somebody else, a Van Halen brother there, yeah, it was kind of weird. Trying to get a lick, <laughs> trying to get a lick in before Sammy starts. <laughs> well, you know, I've been hearing sound bites come down from our music sources and stuff like that. And you guys are going back and forth pretty good, it seems like, when you do the interviews. Alex and I get along really on a on a social goofy level we goof off a lot i mean we we, we actually have really a good time doing interviews is sammy lying right here uh no 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 but, uh, he's he this gets along with alex really incredible it's been like uh every night you get you, uh-oh there you go you get surprises like that but the you want to wait or you want to go okay the lack of of even feeling rusty or feeling like geez i gotta get to know these guys again from the very first show there was none of that there's been it just been a complete like right back finish you know where we started and and uh, i think that's just amazing after nine eight years however long since we did the last show before we started this thing rehearsal didn't feel that way at rehearsal everybody felt a little uncomfortable the second we hit the stage with you know 12 14 thousand people out there it was just like boom like we never stopped and i that's really the truth and you feel the same? yeah so sammy was lying partly there I mean, it was, you know, not a good tour as far as them getting along with Eddie, basically. It's it's, it's Eddie and everybody else. Why was Eddie not involved in this? Uh, Eddie never really does interviews. Okay. And, you know, he was uh, pretty inebriated by 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So it would have been fun. (laughs) But no, not him. Anyway. Well, you got to remember, we spent a majority of our adult lives together. You know, we spent 11 years concentrated in making music and touring. It wasn't like we saw each other every other week. It was every day in close quarters under high stress conditions, right? So we'd seen the best and the worst of each other. And uh, 
uh, I don't know, the eight years, like Sammy said, was just kind of blew by. I don't, I don't know why. I can't explain it. It's just that when Sam and I first got together, and just to have lunch, uh, it was like we didn't, sm we didn't miss a beat. You know, it's like I'd seen him yesterday. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's a strange thing, because just like I said, when you've spent that much time with someone, you really do know them a lot more than you think. You know, like at the time, you could hate them, you could be mad at them, you could be fighting, arguing. You know, we did. We all split on bad terms. There's no question about that. Seven, eight years go by, you get together again, you really realize that you know that person really well. And when you know someone that well, you got to like them, because you can't get to know someone that well without liking them. You know, if you hate someone, you break up. It's like a family, a, you know, uh, like a relationship, a marriage. You know, once you start fighting, it, it's over. Well, we, we had nine and a half, ten great years together out of the 11. <laughs> That's pretty Alex is kind of laughing. Hey, oh, he's totally laughing, and he knows. You know, it's funny to hear Alex's voice, though, because I can hear Eddie's voice, because yeah. they have the same inflection and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just funny that they're, you know, he's talking about, oh, we, you know, we're not fighting. This tour did not go smoothly, like I said. Right. And, and in fact, this is the last, not this interview or this show, but this was the last year that they all got together and, and, and did a tour. It's been, it's been almost 15 years. Hey, good. I, that's like 90s. Better than most bands. Yeah, yeah. So, Alex, did you, did you ever think, though, that in that time when you guys split that Van Halen would never play again, period, with Sammy, with Dave, with anybody? Did you ever think it was just over? No, no, no. Ed and I always go in the studio to play, make music. You know, it's just, it's not complete unless you have a whole band. But I, I can't explain it other than we didn't look further than, than tomorrow. Um, you know, Ed had the health issues, and that took, that was a, something that took a lot of time and energy. And, and, you know, we'll visit that some other time. But when he came out the other end, it gave him a whole different perspective of things. I think Ed became a little bit more um, pliable, if you will, or receptive to, to you know, more different ways of looking at things and not so, not be so serious about certain things um i don't know where i'm going with this other than i'm just kind of a general comment you know this those years seem to go by very quickly um you know we had a couple of missteps here and there and uh but we never stopped making music but ultimately you know when it came to when sammy called and we talked you know i realized i'd never spoken to sam or said bye to him or or even uh, had a chance to yell at him you know <laughs> yell and holler a little bit <laughs> Uh, it was basically Ed and Sam had the last conversation, and you know I don't trust what anybody tells me, you know, because I wasn't there, so I don't I don't know. So the the uh, the health issues that he was talking about with Eddie, in case people don't know, are either the hip, because yep. he had hip replacement, and he had cancer of the tongue because he smoked. Yes, like a chimney for years and years and years, right. and, and the alcohol. Right. Yeah, that certainly didn't help. Yeah. So uh, that's what he was talking about, and to hear. Alex talk about the whole deal is kind of funny. He just says, I, I don't believe anything anybody says. Because yeah. he wasn't there at that last conversation when Eddie basically kicked him out of the band on Father's Day on the phone. Yeah. Wow. And I, at this point, we don't care. The first thing Sammy and I agreed upon was we ain't looking backwards. We're going to, from this point on, we're going forwards. You got you to do that. And Alex, you know, he's always kind of been there in the background. He's kind of like that constant guy in the background yes. uh, of the band uh, in terms of. Uh, the, the personality of the band, uh, just the, the band on stage, everything about it. Is he a, was he a, um, in your opinion, was he a settling uh, force in the group? Was he, was he the, a, a stable force in the thing? Yes. If, if you didn't have Alex Van Halen as the drummer, would there not even been what we've gotten out of them over all these years, you think? No, it, it, 
Eddie and Alex. So what's, is, he's not an alcoholic, is he? No, Alex? He was. Oh, he was. Oh, he was big time. Well, I guess he, you still kind of are, but I don't think he's had a drink in a long yeah. time. Uh, but Eddie and Alex's brothers, they love each other, and they they fight for each other. They have each other's back, no matter who it is. Yeah. So it's always the Eddie and Al show, per se. Um, so without Alex. But but Sammy has always said that Alex, out of the two of them, he could he could call him up tomorrow and, and go yeah. have lunch, and like he said, and, and everything would be fine. Right. You know, they, they just get along, and, and Alex gets along with Michael Anthony like that. It's It was Eddie that yeah. has... That had the problem. So your answer is yes. Yeah, without he was Alex. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, that or I should go through five or six years of therapy just to find out <laughs> that that's like Metallica you, did. Yeah. You know, no, just to find out that that's what you should have done. We just leave it alone and say no. You can rise above things, and uh, we've all changed enough and grew just enough to where I just think it was it was time. I mean, the the first single, you know, it's about time. Really, I mean, the first thing I thought about to write about lyrically was. Hey, just, you know, about that. It's just, this really felt like a right time. Because when I called Al, it wasn't about, hey, let's get back together. It was like I was in Southern California. I had this weird dream. You know, everybody knows me and my weird. Was that your Ed Leffler dream? Yes, it was. And we all know about Sammy has weird dreams. And I said, I'm calling Al. What do you think of those dreams, Al? (laughs) I knew Ed Leffler, too. (laughs) Ed Leffler was their manager for a long time. So He he passed away, right? Yes, he was Sammy's manager first. And then he became Van Halen. Helen's manager, and they all loved him. Yeah. I mean, he didn't take any shit off of anybody anywhere, yeah. man. He was he was good. He was good. Yeah. But good. you know, and and it's it, when we got together and we just started going. It, it just we never. I don't think we ever looked at each other and said even today up to this moment and ever said, hey, let's do it. No one ever ever said that. We just started doing it. It was just that kind of a deal. That means the time was right. I mean, you know, you don't when you don't plan it and it just comes and smacks you. And, and kicks you in the butt and makes you do it. Uh, you just, you, it was undeniable. I mean, if anything, I would have had to say, hey, hey, what's going on here? Wait a minute. I never agreed to this or something because it was, it was, it just went. So you don't, I don't think you argue with that. And, and that, that's what I mean about it. It wasn't planned or none of that stuff. It was just, it was about time. And that's, you know, you think back just in rock and roll history, just things uh, as, as they've evolved for a lot, for most bands, any band that has ever, become successful that's how it's always happened pretty it's just much an organic thing that just happened and the all you know everything falls into place and and anytime you try to put this guy with that guy and to make this band right here if there is any success out of that which isn't typical it's a miracle it's, it's a miracle and <laughs> yeah. it's usually short-lived right you know Right. By the way, the uh, they were in support of Best of Both Worlds. Do you remember that? That was kind of like a great, greatest hits, and I think Sammy wrote like two or three new songs, but it came out in 04, so that's what they were kind of, you know, in support of with oh. this tour and, and the whole bit. Okay. Got him with the songs all about, you know. Were you, uh, so when you figured that part out, though, were you worried that Eddie wouldn't want to do it? Well, the way I looked at it is like, in 40 years, I'll be 90. And I, I don't, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be ninety and look back and say, you know, we should have done it when we had a chance. Um, sometimes things just kind of fall up, fall in your lap. You know, call it synchronicity, call it, you know, the gods from above, call it whatever you want. Just the moment was right, and there's no sense arguing with it. It's, it's kind of an organic thing. I think what sealed it is when we went into the studio and started making music. That was it. Well, I remember in the old days, the MTV thing that when you guys first jammed, you started writing lyrics immediately, or, or, or was it that same old feeling kind of again? Was it? Exactly. That's what I mean. When something's as strong as as the bond we had as a, as a band, you know, like I said, no matter how bad it ended, no matter what was said, yeah, we said all that stuff. I've said everything you probably heard. We said maybe even said more than that, and vice versa. But 
the truth of the matter is when you get back together and you feel that feeling of what it, the chemistry of this band feels like and how inspiring it is, it, you just go, oh, man, I remember this, and I miss this. You know what I mean? It's like you can be out doing, you know me, I was out doing everything and, you know, having a ball, you know, uh, not even thinking about it. And But the second I went back in that studio with these guys, I mean, it was a, a sight, a sound, a smell, everything. And it just was overpowering. You just go, man, I remember this, and I miss it, and I like it. And, you know, I want some more of it. You know what I mean? Kind of like, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am taping, but I'd rather not have to edit, okay? Breakfast. There you go. Now, now, yes. What was he referring to there? I couldn't, I couldn't tell, unless you want to rewind that part. But I, I was going to say I love it. I want it. I want some more of it. It's, that's from a song. What's that? I, I don't know. All I know is this was a money grab tour. <laughs> That's yeah. What I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, what what's been the most surprising thing about the tour so far? It's the most surprising. surprising. Yeah. What 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 surprised you so far? You know, I think I think uh, um, the biggest the biggest mental hurdle I think we had to get past, in my opinion, was to not be surprised by anything because we had absolutely no idea what kind of response we were gonna get, and you know, we're doing this because we want to do it not because we have to. So we, we laid a lot on the line to do this. Uh, so when it, when it all fell together and the first tickets went on sale and went through the roof, we were very happy. You know, I think if nobody showed up, then we would have been surprised. Yeah. But, <laughs> to say the least. You know, I just, it's, a very strange, it's very strange to put it into words, you know. I mean, we're, we're, we're just, we're through the roof. I mean, it's, it's incredible, and it really is a testament to the, to the uh, audience. They're the ones who stuck with us, and, you know, it's... Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb, kind of, and, and just say that the music has kind of gotten bigger than the band. You know, it's 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 almost, it, it's bigger. It's uh, it's something one of my teachers uh, told me a long time ago. Says, look, if you write a great piece of music, it'll outlive you. You know, it'll be here much longer than you, which I think is something that we've aspired and we've accomplished some of it, and it's it's just a great feeling. Yeah, I bet it is. I was just talking to. Dennis DeYoung of Sticks earlier this morning on the mm-hmm. radio yeah. live about his music living afterwards. And he mm-hmm. has, has he ever given ever given any thought to that? And he goes, ah, who cares? I don't care. I'll be dead when it's on. <laughs> they got to care. And they got to be, you know, that, that that's something that they, they, they got to be very proud of. Right. That they've created something out of, you know, their, their talents and their abilities, a piece of art that is, is going to live forever. Absolutely. Especially, especially like a group like Van Halen, which has been so successful like that. I mean. You know, who knows where it goes? We'll all be dead and gone. Right. But we'll uh, still two, have 200 years from now to see. for teacher and everything yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you think it's still going to live forever, but I don't know. That was a Dave song, by the way. But Of course, uh, the, the uh, Best of Both Worlds just came out um, this past week, and uh, the three new songs are on it. So tell us exactly what is Up for Breakfast about, Sammy. <laughs> the, the, the edited version. What's that? Okay, so there was a song called Up for Breakfast. Yeah. It means you get a hard on okay. in the morning, yes. right? So that's why I say, well, tell us what it means, Sammy. We'll see, say, we'll see. Oh, but, but this oh, was for the radio, so I don't know yeah. how he's going to respond oh. here. Oh, same thing as Standing Hampton? I, exactly. Sammy's into uh, his uh, erections. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's Aren't funny about, about that song? I originally... We don't all get to record <laughs> songs about it and have people buy it. Wrote different lyrics to that song, and nobody liked them but me. I wrote it, it was it was uh, I got I don't remember a wide open space which was a whole different vibe it wasn't you know at all sexual so don't take it wrong folks I was ta- I was talking about you know getting out of the city and the hustle and the bustle and kind of getting down to a real simple life you know almost like 
uh, move up country, you know, that, that kind of a song, Neil Young, uh, move up to the country. No, that was Candy. Well, anyway, yeah, Candy. <laughs> Neil Young had a song similar to that, too, about it's time to, you know, uh, basically, I was trying to write that, and nobody liked it. Everybody said, eh, yeah, yeah, and I thought it was great. So I'm at my mother's house for Easter with my wife, and we're staying in a separate bedroom where we have it. My mom's house have it. Are you kidding? No, we, I, no it's not my original. But I bought my. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. That's uh, funny. Well, I'm trying to think now. If I spent the night with my wife at my mom's house, um, no, we'd sleep. We'd sleep together. I mean, my mom comes to our house and we sleep together. Just right. because mom's in the house. Whichever house it is doesn't mean we all. Maybe it's out of respect for you know that that's the world that he lived in. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, well, my mom was passed. Yeah. So, uh, if she were there. Oh, we'd sleep together. Yeah. yeah. Mom and new yeah. house no, no, I've no. done okay in the last couple of years. No, no, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, no. You said you were in separate beds or separate no, no, rooms. We have our separate, uh, our own separate bedroom from the rest of the house. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. So okay. So now, oh, so now, now it's clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All she knows how to do is go in that damn kitchen and whip up some good food, right? So every morning, you know, my kids would get up early and they'd be out. My mom would be cooking breakfast. She'd be, I smell bacon and eggs and toast and coffee, and it smells great, right? And one morning, Kari and I were in there getting down, and my mom yells, Sam, you up for breakfast? <laughs> and I, and Eddie had been on me about, man, write it about sex or something, man, like pound cake or something, you know? And so I, I had no idea. I didn't, wasn't planning this. And when she said that, I cracked up. And I went, yeah, Mom, I sure am, you know? And, and it was like <laughs> wow. I, I, the whole day I just thought about it, and I just I wrote those lyrics. And it was like, of course, we all know what it's about, and it's, you know, the, the, it's full of cliches and all this stuff, but it's the most fun song to sing, I think, that I've, I've had with this band in years. Well, I remember you told me in Tahoe that you like, I wrote some of my funniest lyrics, man, some of the coolest lyrics for this song called Up for Breakfast. Yeah, it's, it's really... I, I think it, I think it's great. I love this song on stage. Even before the people ever heard it, when we play this song, they everybody's smiling and you know, they get off on it. And you know, it's fun. It's really a fun tune. It's very unpretentious, and it's not you know, it's not the you know, it's uh, intelligent music. I mean, our intelligent lyrics maybe, but they are kind of intelligent if you really pin them. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> Al, what's the uh, best song Sammy's ever written for Van Halen? Your, or your your favorite or something that means something? I, I think I think like most people, you have certain emotional attachments you have to songs, depending on what time of, or state of inebriation you heard them in the first time or what you were doing, if you were in the back seat of a car, or like Sammy when he was, you know, waiting for breakfast. I mean, under any, any under, <laughs> other... Wait a minute, well, first, did you finish? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, did you hear right. that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> did you finish? <laughs> So that's one of the things that makes musical real po really powerful. And um, but one of the songs that I remember was uh, "When Love Walks In." That was uh, I thought it was kind of a, a tripped out lyric, you know. A love a love song. Hmm. Hmm. I'm I'm reading the lyrics now for up for breakfast. Yeah. So some of them it is. She put the cream in my coffee first thing in the morning. Put that butter on my biscuit, honey to my melons, cherries on bananas. Gonna need a second helping. You know, I'm up for breakfast so early in the morning. <laughs> and it's about spending the night at his yeah, mom's house. I don't need the, the I don't need the back door open. Hot tub loosen up, baby's been soaking. Been token, been sipping. 
slip flop slipping up got me dripping there you go <laughs> oh my gosh well alex says walks walk loves walk love walks in was his his most favorite sammy yeah. written van halen song how about that there are a lot of people out there and one of the guys i work with at bush stadium said this one time he says when sammy hagar joined van halen he turned van halen into lover boy so oh, that's, that's not true and that's that could be one of those songs no yeah i, I, I so. no, i don't think so Mm-mm. i don't I was, I was afraid to ask. <laughs> About a dream. There you go again. It's, you know, yeah, it's another dream. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that Al, when I first joined this band, Al didn't pay any attention to lyrics. You know, it was like, I get, he didn't even have, I think it was yes, He's waiting for the drum solo. <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> Probably because the first Dave. Song, Love Walks In, it kind of got his attention. And all of a sudden he's going, wait, what's this guy talking about? You know, because uh, for some reason, Al, Al was him and Ed, the music, the music, the music, you know, and okay, write some lyrics and we'll, you know, talk to us tomorrow. You know, it's like nobody cared about the lyrics too much. And, uh, and you know, of course, since that was my job, I was glad uh, that maybe a song got Al's attention. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, I have to. Awkward. Eh. You know, no, it was an awkward I, point? no, I don't think so. I think it was, I think it was just a. Uh, I pause. think I think Alex just felt like he had to give you an answer. He threw that in there, and then Sammy yeah, was maybe. appreciative. But that's why it kind of comes across to me. No, mm. you were there. You could see I, how I, they were. I, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, they make good eye contact with each other yeah, through yeah, the whole yeah. thing. No, they 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 actually yeah. get along. It's it's yeah. Eddie and and Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I I don't really expect a full answer. But has everything so far? Everything's been good. Is it boding well for the future? I mean, I know you probably haven't made any decisions or anything like that, but is it at least on the right track where you think something next year will happen with a with an album or something like that? We'd love to make more music. You know, we have a, a whole backlog of stuff, and I'm sure there's more new stuff that will come out. Um, I think as a, a body of work or whatever you want to call it, we'll make some more music. Whether we give it away, whether we just put it on the Internet for free, whether we put it in a record form, whether it's going to be on a... Do they still call them albums? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whether it's MP3s, whatever it is, uh, you know, I to to try to explain the feeling, and I hope Sammy gets the same thing. When, when we're in the studio and, and you come out of that, you come at the end of the day with some kind of an elation, if you will, from from hearing what you've done. You can't buy that, you know. You really can't. And we're lucky enough that we're still doing it. So, you know, we'll see. So the St. Louis shows, of course, are this week, uh, two nights at Savas Center. Of course, you know, he's he's legendary in St. Louis. But what are your yes, members? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but of course. <laughs> what, what are they? See, that's the problem with it because they are joking around so much. There's a lot that was said off the mic that you really can't hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to repeat it. Well, you were talking about know. Sammy's popularity in St. Louis and yeah. Alex must have said something. Yeah. And I, I don't well, remember don't what know. it was, you know. Embarrassing, they only have one place in the world where I'm big. <laughs> know, that's not true. But, but, of course, you know, Sammy was there a long time with his solo career before Van Halen. But what are your memories of, of St. Louis? Now, you just brought up the Checkerdome before. Is there, is there anything else, Al, that, that uh, comes to mind? Uh, I, can't, I can't. I'm married now. <laughs> no, that's a lame answer. No, he's thinking of all the women. Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think anything probably stood out. He was, he was wasted all the time. He was. <laughs> No, just a great rock and roll town. Just, uh, that's that's really told you. I, that the, the, the <laughs> that's what I think. We used to get from uh, I can't mention any names, but 
The old promoter. The old promoter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we used to get lobster the size of a car, man. This thing was just insane. You were, uh, stop. You sold what? out. What? So he was talking about getting lobsters yeah. and stuff. That was uh, Steve Shankman and Irv Zuckerman. Oh, yeah. Okay. They would have them over for dinner and barbecues and whenever they would come to town. They would have this feast. we got to get those guys on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can make that happen. Especially Irv. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Steve's been around. He talks on the radio from time right. to time. We've had him on for different things. Right. But Irv is totally gone, and Irv's got the best stories. Right. A show in, in St. Louis in the old days, before, you know, when I was in Van, before I was in Van Halen, the same thing went for them. The promoter would put this big lobster feed out there for you, man. And he was trying to, I think he was trying to probably uh, just Who knows? smoke screen to hide the money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the old days. Yeah, you think, wow. No wonder we didn't get paid very much. Look, this lobster must have cost a hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> well, it's certainly great. Uh, and you know, you guys did sound check tonight. Um, there were, you know, they had some fans out there. Did you do that in the old days like that? Did you ever have? I don't think so. How come? Just a kinder, gentler Van Halen? No, not at all. I think you know, the, you know I can only refer to the past. Why we didn't do it? Nobody brought it up. You know, it didn't seem like it was the. And back then, you know, you used to cut schedules very close. You go, you on the bus, and you made it five minutes before showtime, and you go out and play. You know, we were uh, talking about meet and greets. Yeah, he was talking about ha- doing a sound check for the fans because mm-hmm. the fans were down there. It wasn't our promotion; it was in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So closer to being on time these days. But you know, people are getting—they're getting so much more creative. I mean, that's one thing that's come a long way since the old days in touring is that a lot of new things for the fans, you know, like packages where you can make sure you get to in early and you get best seats and you get to be in the golden circle and this and that. Those, I think those are all good things for the fans. And, and uh, you know, we're trying to go along with as many of them as possible uh, because, like, from the previous version, seven, eight years ago, a lot of that wasn't happening. And but were those good things for the fans? Because what it's done is push the people who can't afford to spend $1,000 to go to see a concert and get in the circle and all that kind of stuff further back pretty much and yeah. uh, you know i mean bands have broken it down into uh, science. a science especially yeah. a band like kiss yeah you know because you can you can meet them in full makeup have pictures with them uh you can uh, they'll they'll perform for you i mean yeah. we, we've seen it and it's just it's the the cost is outrageous and you know? yeah and some some artists some bands are showing their true colors yeah, when it comes to money in these, Some parti- in these situations, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Eagles kind of started that. Didn't I the Eagles kind of start that it, whole it, thing? It, where that's they, who, what I when he said Golden Circle, that's what I thought of. Yeah. I thought of Don Henley and 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 the whole, you know, yeah. the whole thing with the Eagles. And uh, the fans were, if we'd have come out and went the old style, just put tickets up for sale and forget you, uh, they'd have probably felt shortened. So you know, we try to just give them everything that's available to give them. All right, the stage. Have you seen that stage? Stage is incredible. Yeah. You seen that? Ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sammy and Alpha. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? What's going on? See, once, once again, more talking that I have no idea. Just keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> Thank, thanks for taking time. I, I know you're not doing interviews right now during the tour, so I um, appreciate you talking to Casey. Well, we're not doing interviews for two reasons. I don't do sound checks either, except for once in a while when we, if something goes wrong sound-wise, I go and do it. You know, this show is the hardest show I've ever sung in my life. We do material that is you know when you go from dreams right now you, you know uh, ain't talk about love to to uh, you know best of both worlds i mean when it's love i mean these songs are not easy songs to sing i was younger and nuttier when i wrote those songs those <laughs> melodies anyway and not the song when we wrote those songs and i got to tell you throwing them all on a set now in over two hours of that is tough on a voice and, and i got to tell you you know the uh, most important thing to me in my life 
<clears throat> standing up there and singing good. So, I mean, I started getting a frog in my throat just thinking about it. Okay, and don't get me psyched, but but you know the whole thing about. <laughs> so even talking as much as Sammy does before a show, I mean that that's that's strenuous on well, voice too. You right. think he wouldn't do any of these interviews? It, it, like I said, I don't I don't think he does any. Period. And Alex Van Halen. I mean, once again, you you hear back, you know, talking in the background there. He he. That's that's just how he is. You know, if he had a microphone in front of his face, if we were in a studio, we'd be able to hear all that. But but you know, he's just having a good time. He was. So it's a it's the most incredible <laughs> set. I've ever done in my life. Every song's a hit. Every song's special. Every song takes you to another place, and uh, that's that's hard on someone's voice. And that's why I'm not doing interviews. And, and Al, you know, does some of them by himself. And sometimes when I'm up to, we do them together. I couldn't resist seconds. for Casey, but normally, yeah, we haven't been doing interviews. So I hope you St. Louis fans feel privileged because <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait Wednesday and Thursday, and uh, we'll see you out there, uh, Alex Van Halen and Sammy. Just uh, thank you, and good to have you back. Ow! Iron Mike, but now he's Rod, Rod Iron, Iron Mike. Mike. Rod Iron Mike. That's good. You know what you just said. Ornamental. I just went and said hello to the old studio there. The shine down. Anyway. <laughs> the guy is sitting in this bullshit and I don't know how long we've been together for the last few years. Compliments. That's respect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fuck, that's, that's respect. I just looked at him and I was going to give him some words of wisdom. I said, yeah, there's nothing else I can teach you guys. How was Silvertide? How was the other? Oh, no. Silvertide. They rocked. I saw them with Velvet Revolver. They are a rock and roll They band. were cool. You know, Shinedown's great, too. Shinedown's farther along the path, but Silvertide's the new courtesy now. Yeah. And they were on tour with Van Halen. I think that's a big statement. Yes. You know. I, I bowled with them the night they opened for Velvet Revolver in St. Louis uh, uh, afterwards. They didn't look like they could pick up a bowling <laughs> They didn't. They, <laughs> they sucked. 88 pounds. Yeah, yeah those, those little guys, yeah. They're, they're but, good. But Shinedown's great. So, uh, they really they did a great job. Cool. Would you do a liner for us? Just so you reality with your face. I'll have to clear that with Sam. Well, I'll tell you now they're doing liners. So pause it for a second. So we were talking about Silver Tide, opened yeah. for Van Halen for right. quite a bit. But on this tour, it was Shinedown. And you know, Shinedown was still, I don't want to say they were relatively nobody, but they, they weren't who they are now. Right. And I had Shinedown in the studio when they came to St. Louis later that week. And so that's why, you know, they're talking about them right now. And mm. Michael Anthony must have been out in the hallway. You know, like I said, we were in a dressing room, yeah. you know, with the door open, right. I think. And they must have been walking by and oh, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So right now I asked, I guess it was Sammy and Al, if they would do uh, a liner for me. So let's see what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is the only okay. game in town. nobody else can find out, right? Is that the see, Alex was so worried about doing it. No, did you hear what he said? Yeah, he said nobody, else, no one else will find out that we did it, right? Yeah, yeah. come on. Man. They don't want to make any other radio stations angry, right? Right. Just like the old days. Yeah. You know. Really? Yeah. I've heard a lot about what's going on. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot about what's going on. Give him some. Yeah. Sammy's working for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's. <laughs> Fair enough. That's cool. You can ask. Ask Gary. Uh, peace, love, right. and happy. No, here. Let me show you a Miles Davis trick. Hey, man, how you doing, man? You're supposed oh, to. Pull, oh, pull, yeah, oh, pull you up. <laughs> what? Wait, what's going on here? <laughs> can you understand it? No, not really. I mean, I, I said something. Let me show you what Miles Davis does. I, I don't know. I don't no. remember. 
something so did love they move to another track now are they are I they getting ready did. to yeah no it moved on to another track here so how long is this one what does it say it's like six more seconds Oh, okay. Go ahead and play it. Let's see what it says. Thanks, man. Oh, That's Jesus. what Miles Davis did to me in a doctor's office. He goes, how you doing? And I hold his hand. So, yeah, it was just, that That was a fun interview to do. Yeah. Albeit the situation was really messed up because yeah. um, I now have to tell you a story of what happened afterwards. Yeah, what happened? After this After this interview. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, so the show happens and we're like right in, you know, we were, I, I was standing next to Sammy's wife. Mm-hmm. So we were right down in the pit where where Michael and Sammy are, and Eddie was uh, not in good condition. And um, after the show, my friend and I were in settlement, which is where the promoter and the the head guy of the venue they talk about money, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. Somebody walked in and said, "Your artist just trashed the dressing room." So Joe, being the uh, you know the promoter, was just like, "Oh God." We'll pay for, for whatever, you know. So the venue then tacks on, you know, hey, we need this much money to, you know, clean, clean it up, you know. So uh, this was a day where there were no cell, uh, you know, p- uh, cameras on your cell phone. I don't even know if I had a cell phone then. It was 2004. So my, I, I asked him, I was like, can we go look, you know. So my buddy and I, Mark, we go in their dressing room. And this, this venue is like, a, it, it was like a locker room, you know. Uh, of a sports team that had been transformed into a dressing room. So okay. they kind of cordoned things off. There were black sheets up and stuff like that. Yeah. Walked in there, and it was, it looked like a baby had had a fit and just threw everything on the ground. I'll never forget really? guacamole on all over the couches huh. that was there. His own, they, Van Halen traveled with their own caterer. He, he took his caterer's big coffee hot making thing and just threw it everywhere yeah I mean, it was a complete mess there were two dudes in there sweeping up and cleaning up and we just looked at each other like oh my god really i can't believe it. yeah and it was eddie eddie, eddie did it he saw some he found some red m&ms in the uh, <laughs> M&M thing. brown m&ms brown yeah. uh yeah who knows and but like i said sammy in his book wrote about that night that after the show they almost came to blows yeah. uh him and you know him and eddie and, uh, it, it, you know, they were... What could it have been about? What could have they... What do they fight about? You, you you make the guitar licks. I'll sing the songs. Well, I guess there's a lot of stuff they could fight about. But you, that, to take it to that level, I mean, what? One stepped on the other one's... Uh, I think it's ego. I think, I think Eddie has... Eddie, I remember him always referring to LSD, lead singer disease yeah so he was always you know that's why he hated dave that's why he still hates dave uh it's why him and and sammy didn't get along you know because sammy was getting a lot of attention back you know 95 or 96 i think it was when he got kicked out of the band yeah and so when they were back you know eddie was still you know drinking heavily so you're not thinking properly Mm -hmm. and he uh, you know i'm just sure that they were you know the Sammy was ready to, to, to punch his lights out. Yeah. You know, Sammy used to be a boxer. I wouldn't have wanted yeah, to fight no, Sammy. No, so, no. Uh, but he wrote about that night in his book. And I remember when I was reading his book, I was like, I was there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was just one of those crazy things. And um, Did Sammy say what caused the fight in the book? I, I, I'd have to go back and read it. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, the whole tour was like, they, they, they were saying, oh, everything is, is great and everything. Well, what are they going to say? Mm-hmm. You know, they can't say it sucks. I hate Eddie. He's yeah. a prick. You yeah. know, he's. They've, they've got to make it sound good. And it wasn't. It wasn't good. So 
All right. Well, good job, Favaz. Excellent interview. Thank great. You. Thanks for taking us to that place in time because that uh, you really painted a great picture for us here today. Thank you for doing that. And uh, you're hey, welcome, Johnny. Wow. Well, uh, I didn't expect all that. Yeah. Great stories involved too, man. I couldn't wait to get to that one. Yeah. The the, the best one is with the shirt. Will you change shirts to keep yeah. world peace? Yeah. I'll never, ever forget him yeah. saying that to yeah. me. Awesome. And I had no idea what it was about. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have the KC Tapes episode 19. Until next time, you man here, John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man or on Instagram at Johnny Hewlett saying so long. And Casey Guy, Twitter and Instagram. AMF. Adios. My motherfucker friend. You bad. Yep. The Casey Tapes with You Man and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.